0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I received an interesting shayla on Friday from a Talmud of mine. The shayla is very detailed and it's important to get the details. The The question he asked was that he has a babysitter for his children, and the babysitter decided to cook for one of the children in a scrambled egg. She made an egg without a Jew turning on the fire. So there's really three components to this question. Question number one is, is an egg an issue of Bishel Akam? That's question number one. Question number two is, after Bishel Akam takes place, what is the status of the food and what is the status of the pot? Does it need kashring? Do you have to throw out the food? And Shiloh number three is, what is the status of our modern-day babysitters, slash perhaps nannies, with regard to the Shiloh of So, it was a perfect storm, so to say, or perhaps better for Kula's, this exact case. Now, things would be different if she would have cooked other things, but the case happened to be she cooked a scrambled egg. So, let's go back to the beginning. We know there's an Isidu Rabbonon to eat food that was cooked by an Anjou because of Gzeber's Mishom Chasnos. We're afraid if we're going to eat food that was cooked by an it will lead to intermarriage. And this was the Isidu Rabbonon uh, that is found in the Gemara. Now, First part of the question is: We know that not every food is subjected to bishulakim. There are rules. One of the two big rules are it has to a be something which is oila sholchem alakim. That's rule number one, which we could spend a lot of time trying to figure out what constitutes that uh, that that level of oila sholchem alakim. And the next thing is that if it's something which is nechal chai, if this is something that can be eaten raw, even when cooked, it's still not bishulakim. So if you have vegetables that could be eaten raw and you then decide to cook them, that is not bishulakim. So the question is, what is the status of a raw egg? Is a raw egg an abj- a food that can technically be eaten raw? Chazanim, we know they, they, they drink the egg to help their voices. Does that now make an egg something which is Nacho Chai, which would then not be subjected to the rules of Yishalakim? So today we have a haloch and aruch, the Mechabah Paskins, and Simit Kuf Yud Gimel. Kuf Yud Gimel, Is the whole Simon in Shokhanarch that talks about Bisholakum. Simon Kufyud Beis talks about Pasakum, and kufiud Gimel talks about Bisholakum. So the Shokhanarch says very clearly that an egg, even though it's possible to consume it without cooking it, in Bishlo Oedi Gehovim if a guy cooks it, it does become Bisholakum. I, I thought the rule is, if it's Nachal Chais. If you look at the Nasei Kalim, on the side of the Shulchan they deal with the fact of how badly or to what level is it normally consumed without being cooked. Now, this shaila should be relevant to another Shailah. There's a big shaila the Halacha, are the eggs in your fridge, Moktsa on Shabbos. Uh, we, we don't think about this all, all, often, but there are a lot of things in our house that are Moktsa on Shabbos, and they get in the way. Right? Your eggs are in your fridge. If anyone leaves raw meat in their fridge, they have the same problem. The cupboard is a whole different problem. There's a lot of things in your cupboard that could be muktzah, but let, the fridge. We have you have your raw, you have your eggs sitting in the fridge, and behind the eggs is the soda. Behind the eggs is this. Can you move those eggs on Shabbos to get whatever you need? What is the status of the eggs? So how should depend. If the eggs are useless because no one eats it, so then it should come machmas gufoy, which is the lowest level of muktah, which means you can't even move it to get to the ketchup or to the soda that's behind it. Now, if you take our sugya and you say, well, if you tell me, egg is not considered chai, so if it's not considered chai, then they should make eggs mukzah. That seems not to be the psaklah alocha. If you take a look at the paiskim in El Khashabis, they seem to rule based on the HaShulchan, and later Akhrainim as well. They pass in that raw eggs are not considered muqzah. And you may move them in your fridge. Why? Because there are people that eat raw eggs. Who eats raw eggs? Chaz other people eat raw eggs. So raw eggs are not Moktzer, but yet raw eggs are still not under the Kula of nechal Chai. So that is not going to help us. So eggs are a problem of Bishalakim. What's the second issue to deal with? What happens if a guy really cooks in your pots? What is the status of your pots? So on one hand you could say, well why should my pots become treif? It was kosher food. The point that happens to be a guy, and the chazal say, I'm not, to allow, I'm not allowed to allow a guy to cook. But there's nothing traif in the pot, so it should you have to cash it. That's also a machhoikish reshayin. If you take a look at the end of that simon in, in Day over there in Simon Tov, in Simon Tov Zayin, the Machabe brings down two sheetahs. So, first of all, you have to assume that there's no traif in the pot. We have to assume that the, guy, the, the nanny, the babysitter, she only cooked with what she had. So, the first sheet in the Shochanach says, you have to kasha them. That's the sheet of Sarajba. Even though, again, there's nothing treif over here. The Belias are Blias Issa. But Sin Chazal prohibited Bishrach we treat it like any other Issa. And then the Shulchan aruch says, No, is no, the Yeshaimim. The Yeshaimim says, you don't need a cashier pats. And the logic of the Yeshaimim is very simple because there's no Belias treif in the pots. It was a problem in the person, not a problem with the food. So that seems to be the accepted practice is not like the Eishayimim. The accepted practice is like the first shita, that when a goy would tak a dubish it would make the pots trace, and you would have to kasher the pots. Now the truth is, the Shulchan Aruch does acknowledge that being that this is a there are there is room to be lenient. Let's say, for example, you have a pot that can't be kashered. It's not able to be kashered. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, that clearly, you could be with. And other places can talk about, let's say you have a clue that you can't kasher for other reasons. So maybe you could be semech on those rishayin. But in a regular case of a frying pan that could be kasher, we would not be semech on that heta. So what's heta number three? So we rejected two out of three possibilities to try to justify the pot and, uh, and the spatula, whatever else was involved. But now we come to the third etza. The third etza might be, is what is the status of our nannies, our babysitters? So to that we turn to another haloch and That's also found in Kufi's Gimel, that's the Sifdali. Siv Dalet, the Mechaber brings down another Mechaber, is Rishayim, Yesh mi shemate b'shvachai shalonu. Our shvachas, Who's Unzir Shvachas? This is the Mechaber talking. What, is the, what did a shivchah look like in the 1500s? Now he's only quoting from Rishayim there even earlier. What did a shivchah look like in the 1300s? Ah, so the Mechaber, Unzir Shvachais, no problem of bishalakim. That's the first sheet of the Mechaber. Second sheet of the Mechaber is, no, even Unzir Shvachais are still bishalakim. What is the point of machoikis over here? So it seems to be based on machoikis between a Rajbin and Ramban, that what type of people are subjected to the issue of Bishalakim. The is that the Mechaber is talking about or what the Roshayim are talking about could be one of two types of Shvachas. So it can either be a Shvacha, a shivcha, that's mamish, you own her. She's your property. Like uh, slavery, right? She's yours. You own her 100%, she is yours, and everything that she makes goes to you. She lives by you, she stays by you. Not like today. On that, the Shulchan has a tzad that that's not Bishul Why? Because where's the chasnas over there? She, she's your property. She's not even like a separate entity. That's one tzad. If that's true, this has nothing to do with our cleaning ladies, nothing to do with our babysitters. But there's another tzad, that maybe shavachis means people that are just hired. When you're hired, help the Ramban has an interesting tzvah. The Ramban says that when a person is hired to help, and they're forced to do their job, there's no kirva created. When I'm cooking because I have to do it, that doesn't make me want to intermarry with you. That doesn't make me want to have any relationship to you. It's my job, it's my duty, it's my responsibility. So the Ramban suggests a possibility when you're forced to do your job, and the cooking is not coming from a loving place, the cooking is coming because that's what they pay me to do, then there is no din of Bishalakum. Now what is even more interesting is the Ramah. The Ramah writes, Ubediyeved yesh lismaych what does it mean, Bidi It means Bidi this case, with a kli, cook the egg. Now you want to know, can you eat the egg? Can you catch you the frying pan? So, Pashup Shat in the Ramah is that's what he's talking about. But there seems to be a shayla how to learn the Ramah. Does the Ramah mean just quick, straight, Unzur is his Mutter? But if you look at many of the Nice Kalim, they learn the Ramah that he's going with two Khejbains. One Khejbid is that our is, that are paid to work are considered shvachis and therefore not bishul akum. But he's also falling back on another machloekis rishayim. There's another machloekis rishayim. Whether or not there's bechlaw bishul akum if the cooking happens in the Jewish house. Tosus and Avigdazar brings down a machloekis between is the din of bishul akum only when it happens in the guy's house, but if it happens in my house, I hire a chef to come into my house, use my pots, my dishes, my food. So there's a shitus rishayim that holds there is no bishul akum in that case. Now, Shulchanach does not him like that. If you look in Kuf, Yud, Gimel, Sif, Al, the Mechaber completely rejects it. However, the Neisser Kalim say, maybe you can use that as B'Tziruf, or what they call Tati L'tevosa, two good things. One is that maybe our cleaning ladies or our nannies are called Shavachis. B, you could be on that sheet is him that holds that when the guy comes to your ass and cooks, there is no B'Sholakim. So many Akhrain and Taka learn that way, that according to the Ramah, if you have a lady that's hired to work, Therefore, that's her job. It happens in the base Israel, it happens in the Jewish house. But the evidence you could be saimech on that and allow the food to be eaten and not require the pots to be kasher. Now, this is also a a bit of a discussion in the contemporary paeskim. Why is it a shah in the contemporary paeskim? Because some of the contemporary paeskim brought up the issue that our cleaning ladies or even our nannies are not like the shvachites even in the times of the later acharain. Why? It used to be back then a shivcha was hired per year. And she could, and, and she didn't. You couldn't just fire her off. It was more contract based. Today, you have a clean lady. She's here one day. She's gone the next. She leaves the middle. The babysitter comes and goes as they want. There is no that type of shibud that exists. So this argument was presented by quite a few achrayim, and therefore they said that we cannot use this Ramah, and therefore we go back to regular issues of Bishalach. That was the opinion of Rabbi Belsky. That is also the opinion of that was the opinion of Menashe Klein, and that is the opinion of Moshe Sternbach. However, on the flip side, Ravad Yosef, Yaakov Breish, or Yineven Menachem Gerak from the OU and others, don't know that Unzra cleaning ladies, Unzirah babysitters have the same din as their Amal. And for that reason, Bediyeved, you would not have to throw out the food and you would not have to kasha the pot. The only question that I have with this Shaila is, what is the role of a babysitter? Is part of a babysitter's job cooking food for the kid? Or does the babysitter sort? she's going to be a good nanny? She's going to go beyond her call of duty and she's going to cook an egg for the child. Basha has says a piece in, in Pasha's Devarim where he points out if a worker who does beyond their job and it's not part of their job. That's going to be also because of kirva and chiba. They're, they're trying to show you. They're trying to be extra nice. So I'm not so sure what exactly is involved in the role of a babysitter. I would assume part of a babysitter's job is to feed the kid. That's part of the babysitter's job. The baby, the baby can't go without, uh, the toddler can't go without eating all day. So I would assume that when a nanny or a babysitter cooks an egg for a child for lunch, that's part of her job. So it's part of her job, according to many, many achrayim, that... The egg could be eaten, and the pot does not need to be kasher. It's Actually, a tshuva in the Milch Rabbi Obam has a tshuva, but that's the way he comes out. He assumes that our cleaning ladies have a din of the ramah, and Bidi you do not have to kasher or and you can eat the egg again. If it's just a question of an egg, most people say eh, throw out the egg; it's not the end of the world. But regarding the pot, so if it's easy to kasher, kasher it. If it's difficult to kasher, there's definitely a Ishal al Mech. However, for Svardin, this is not going to be the case. Svardin don't have this ramah. This is only for us Ashkenazim. The problem is, I tell this to people that have nannies, and people in the home, to make sure they know they can't touch the fire and the oven. There's a big problem that people have when they take help into the house. This is true when you have kids or you have elderly parents that are, have AIDS. You have to make it very, very clear to them. They have no right, authority to use anything. Now, it goes without saying that if the guy would cook for herself, that for sure would be Bishlak. That's not a Shiloh. His whole shailah is because she's cooking for me. But if the guy decides at 2 o'clock in the morning she's hungry and she goes down into the kitchen and makes herself an egg, that is for sure going to make the pot, bishalakam, and all those dishes. The whole shailah over here is because she's doing it for me. So let's say example. You have an aide for an elderly person. And the aide, again, you have to know if that's part of an aide's job. I don't know. You've got to look at the fine print. If part of an aide's job is to feed the, the patient that they're working with, so then you'd also be able to re seimich on this. But all the parties can point out that this should not be done the chadkhila. Don't hire a non-Jewish aide and say, no, no, the aide can do some cooking, it's not the end of the world. This ramah, this is all b'diyev, post-factor. This is, none of this is the chadkhila. But again, b'diyev, if it happens, there is room, at least for Ashkenazim jewelry to be makele with the food, as well as not requiring cashing on the pot.